What was it? It was like a banana split. What was it? It was like, it's called Bananas Over You, which it's a creepy name, I know. But Sounds no, like another bath. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Episode of Crunch Time. I am Joe Hamilton, alongside yeah. my co-host for the Friday Show, uh, Luke Pearl. Luke, how you doing, man? Good, Joe. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, this is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Someone came up with the idea, and you know, I kind of wanted to still run with it. You know, the bowling and wrestling side of things. I, I I like to, you know, get to learn more about bowling. Joe, and when you said other people had the idea, was this Wags and Scott? This was just... Wags and Scott at first. And this and is... Then, no, no. This, this is, is what the Joe Hamilton show is supposed... This is what caused the divorce of Crunch Time. This show right here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you could call it that, but I, I'm not here to talk about that, though. You know what I mean? I'm like Mark McGuire in front of Congress. I'm not here to talk about the past. <laughs> so you're cheat, cheating on them with me, huh, Joe? <laughs> Uh, no, but Luke, you, you could know, do so much better. I know, I know. I need, <laughs> I need to straighten out my priorities here. I think. <laughs> but no, dude, this is something that you know when it was brought up, I was skeptical at first, and I'm like, you know what? I have people who could help me with this. You being one of them, so uh, glad to have you aboard, man. Thank you, Joe. I'm glad you invited me. It's uh, bowling's the one thing I've been involved in for well over half my life, so. Uh, probably three-fourths of my life at least so i know the game a bit so yeah i'm uh i'm pretty novice like this is my first year bowling in a league i bowled in greater ozark open we'll talk about that here in a little bit Mm -hmm. um so this show is basically just going to be bowling and wrestling and whatever the hell else we want to talk about if we have time you know different different things but uh luke tell everybody about yourself like how did you get into bowling what was your, uh, yeah, what was your tipping point on getting into bowling? So, um, as a kid, uh, my dad is one of those dads that likes to get you involved in just about every activity possible. So he got myself, my brother, and eventually my sister all into bowling at some point. Um, obviously, Joe, you've seen how tall I am. Uh, <laughs> there's not too many sports that I could get involved in at least past a certain age that I could advance in. So I had to eliminate a few of those, basketball, football, whatever. Uh, So I was like, huh, what other sports can I do that I'm already involved in? Uh, Bowling and golf were the two that I chose. So I've stuck with bowling and golf the whole time. Um, Bowling I ended up doing in college. Uh, I got scholarship to Lindenwood University in St. Charles um, with a bowling scholarship. It wasn't a full ride, but it was something at least. Yeah. Um, and I've just been bowling ever since. Um, the journey to my job that I have now is in bowling. Um, I didn't think of the path that I'm on right now when it happened, but I made a transition from elementary education um, major in college into uh, nonprofit administration in college major wise. Um, and at first my thought process with that degree was to, um, go into business at a, 
uh, bereavement association that deals with families that have lost someone um, close to them, whether it's a friend, family member, whatever. Um, so that's initially why I got into that major. Um, and then realized a few years after graduation uh, that this job actually opened up. And I'm like, hey, that's perfect. It's a nonprofit. That's why I graduated in and wound up here. So been here since July, officially since July of 2019. So uh, a couple years into it now. Um, it's pretty cool. I like it. I love it. Get to travel a little bit here and there and then get the bowl. So. And what charity is that? I don't think we, we covered that yet. Which one? What, where are you at? So, um, I, I failed to mention what my job description or title is. So, <laughs> so I'm uh, actually the association manager for the St. Louis USBC, uh, which is the United States Bowling Congress. There's uh, three different levels of, of USBC. So there's the national uh, USBC, which is what everybody gets upset with when it comes to awards and everything. Uh, but um, they're, they're the ones that process the cards in the long run. They send you your cards and everything when you apply for your membership. They also have a uh, national open for just an open championship, a wins championship, whatever. And then there's a state USBC, which each state has their own USBC. Um, and then there's a local USBC, which is what I'm kind of the, I'm not, I'm going to say the head of, but I'm not officially, I, I, I see the day-to-day -day stuff when it comes to our local association. And um, basically I'm the guy that everybody wants to talk to when they have questions. So um, I get, get a lot of questions, whether it's to do with membership, tournaments, whatever. Um, usually people come to me, but I also deal with all the financial side of things as well day-to-day -day processing of our financials our tournaments getting those sanctioned so if you bowl any of our local tournaments more than likely uh, I did the sanctioning of that which I go through national for that one but anyways it's a uh, neither here or there there's a lot of a lot of stuff I do here that people won't realize um, but uh, yeah I don't know that's that's the gist of it I, I do a lot of things on the day-to-day -day that get unrecognized. What would you... <laughs> I like the sound effect there, Louise. I really do. I mean, especially for this show. Um, but what would you... What is your average right now? Uh, it's down from recent years just because I've had a couple of car accidents a few years back that kind of screwed my back up a bit. But... Um, I think the high for this year might have been two, 210, 211, roughly. Uh, another one was a little lower than normal. It might have been about 205. So, which Concord was my high last year, which was about 209, 210. And then this year I dropped down there to about 205. And then at Plaza over in St. Charles, that one uh, was about 210 or 211. So that's my answer. So this is my first year actually bowling league full-time, and I bowled on Friday nights over at Dubal. By the way, that's a fun league. I mean, everybody yeah. – and, and and that's what I kind of want to get into real quick because I've met some of the best people in life in the bowling community. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, 
I would not be where I'm at, I think, if I didn't get involved in bowling in the first place. There are so many people that you meet uh, throughout your journey with bowling all over the country, honestly. Not only just here locally, you got local, state, every everything. I have family, bowling family here locally. I have family on the Kansas City side of Missouri. Got them in Springfield, Rolla. Got them down in Florida. Got them way out of state. Got some people in Alaska. So you got them, got them all over the place if you get get involved enough. So. Yeah, so I I got into I actually I come up to the bowling alley about six years ago, and they've been my family ever since. And I just started bowling league this year. Actually, I finished with two pins above the limit. So the limit in this league, average wise, was 140. I finished with the 142. Next, I want to get into the Greater Ozark Open, and I I, I want to bring this up because. I got, four, based off my average wheeze, I got 46 pins of handicap. Meaning, I'm automatically getting 46 pins on top of the score that I already had. Yeah. Hey, and I made some money this weekend. You can say what you want, man, but I still made money. Hey, and you had fun, right? Yeah. You know, and you got I mean, to take a bath with all your friends in lukewarm water. Is that <laughs> is that what I recall? Wasn't that the plan? Uh, no, well, I have a question. <laughs> did you did you did you drink as many beers as as many pins as you have handicap? Did you did you match your handicap with how many beers you drink? Joe's beer handicap is one and a half. That's a, <laughs> they get to two and he he gets sloppy. Oh, you yeah. sloppy Joe, sloppy Joe, <laughs> sloppy Joe. <laughs> Weez, I'm shocked you haven't used that yet, man. To be honest with you, I, Luke's smarter than me apparently. He came up, <laughs> but no, um. Luke, talk about the lane condition, I guess, at the Gray Arrows Arc Open because, man, there's so much concentration of oil, and there's not much room for error at all. So that's where bowling can be a gruesome animal. So, uh, yeah, when when you go from St. Louis to Springfield for this tournament, uh, here locally you have a very wide room for error in terms of where you can miss and still be able to – Get to the pocket and strike. Um, yeah, yeah, you're not going to strike every time, but whatever. Uh, but when you go to Springfield um, for the Greater Ozarks, um, that one is a bit different because you have two different houses that you bowl at, one for singles and doubles and one for teams. And they're a bit more uh, narrow when it comes to your shot making and where you can uh, find your spot to bowl. Usually you go from about 10 boards to miss here locally to probably f- less than five there. So yeah, it's a, it's almost in half. So, um, it's a bit, a little, a little more difficult there. Uh, when it comes to the, um, I, I still don't know if they put down their version of a house shot or not for that tournament. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I know if that is their house shot, that's a lot more difficult than it is here. Um, that's I, I think I had my best year my first year I went there because I probably didn't have any expect- expectations on how to attack the lanes there. And then when I've gone back, I've done worse and worse. So uh, it's just it's a little more difficult there, I think. Uh, it is. It is. And, I, it, and so I made my money, I guess, on team. Mm-hmm. And... 
I didn't even know I was bowling team until like five minutes before we left it for the first bowling alley. So I'm like, oh no, this is going to be hell. This is going to be hell. But my first game ended ended up being a 173 with handicap. That's 219. So I guess it eased me in a little bit more. I was just so nervous because I only knew one guy on my team. One. And you always want to have that chemistry with your team to pick them up or them pick you up. Also makes for an awkward bath when you only know one person. <laughs> but Luke, do you get you get kind of what I'm saying there? It's like yeah. I didn't know at all I was bowling. I was only so, supposed to bowl singles and doubles, but I ended up bowling on all, all nine games, and I'm kind of glad I did. Mm -hmm. uh, How did your body feel afterwards? Do you need another bath? <laughs> Shockingly, I I didn't feel too bad. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I like. I, I thought I would feel worse, yeah. but I guess I guess us being younger, it's a lot easier on the body than it would be like if Wee's bowled nine games in two days. Whoa. No offense, Wee's. I mean, no, I'm not I'm not calling you old by any means, but like you're older than us, so your body tends to break down more than someone in their twenties. You know what I mean, Wee's? Come I'll on, Joe. Let's you go nine games. Let's go. <laughs> nine games and i'll drink 46 beers that'll be my handicap <laughs> 46 Actually, beer is a three years uh, uh like supply for joe he could maybe get through 46 in three years now like so i'm go 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 ahead Luke. i was gonna say it's what about 15 a 15 a year joe yeah about one, all right one a month it's more. It's like that one and a half a month. He tries to start a second at each time, and it just. It's like can't do it. It starts passing I'll save, out. I'll, I'll, I'll save it for tomorrow. Yeah. I was. Hey, I was drinking Fireball and other things, so it's not just that. What was it? It was like a banana split. What was it? It was like It's called bananas over you, which it's a creepy name. I know. But sounds like no, another bath. Was... <laughs> <laughs> but what were you gonna say, Weez? Well, I, I'm very amateur bowler. I maybe bowl one time a year, mostly for charity and like, like charity events. So, uh, you know, no, not knowing much, I didn't know there was different oils and stuff that messes up like the lanes. But actually, as a woodworker now, I kind of get that. But how many people are at the Ozark? Like, is how big is this event? How many people are you competing against, Joe? Oh, it's it's huge. I mean, I, I'm I'm looking through a PDF right now of like the leaderboards. Literally, there's 15, 115 pages. I'm not even gonna go off number because I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of people that bowl in this. Um, Luke, can you test attest to that? Oh, I can. Yeah, they're. Uh, I would say you're probably getting. I don't know how many teams, and each team is. Filled with five people on each team, and I would say you're getting uh, well over probably 100 teams every t time, every tournament that they hold every year for that particular tournament. So, and each one of them is more than likely going to be bowling singles and doubles as well. So, uh, yeah, you're getting probably thousands of people coming in to bowl that tournament in a couple months span. Uh, I don't know how I forgot how long it actually lasts, but uh, it's long it, enough that it runs over at least two or three months span. Oh, uh, I, I thought this yeah. was just maybe one weekend everybody gets together. 
Well, it is if you're if you're going with a group. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it, a one weekend thing for yourself. But over the course of the tournament, it goes on for a few few months, maybe two two or three months. Actually, the last day for it is uh, June twenty eighth. Okay, so it is coming up here. So yeah, it, it was it was a good experience. Um, I want to go now real quick before we go to break here. Um, the Open Championship. Now, how long does that tournament go? So that one. So I, I only can think of this because I actually recently good news. Uh, I applied St. Louis. This is really good news for everybody. So I applied St. Louis to try to host the Open Championship in the future in the next probably five to seven years. So we're going to try to see if we can actually host that tournament um, at what was formerly known as Edward Jones Dome. Um, I put them, I put National into uh, contact with the guys that own, own and run that building. So anyways, that tournament itself, I think, runs from, I want to say like March through July. I only know that because we're actually going to Nationals here. Um, I'm bowling the 10th and 11th of July, and I think it stops maybe the next week or so after we're bowling it. So it's March through July, roughly, I think is how long that one runs. Similar format, right? Singles, doubles, and team? Yep, that's exactly right. So you end up okay. this year. This year it's in Vegas. Normally... Normally, you do the, all the singles, doubles, and teams in the same um, facility. Um, but this year, because of COVID and everything, they actually they still have it in the same building. But oddly enough, South Point has two different bowling facilities you can bowl at. Um, it's that big there. I don't know if you guys have been to South Point. but Yes, I have. Yeah, so, so they actually have a bowling facility that they hold leagues and everything in. Um, in one part of the building, and then you go around the corner and up some escalators and everything. You get up to uh, what they call the uh, not the Coliseum, but they they have another term for this other bowling area that you the year this year that they're bowling team in. They're bowling team in this other part, and then singles and doubles and where they bowl league at. So um, it's a little different than normal. Normally, they just would hold singles, doubles, and teams all up in the other area but it's not um the same cases here because it's they're still under some covid restrictions so um it's a bit different than normal but um, so yeah. is this open like it, it's for amateur like but is it kind of like the u.s open like in golf the u.s open like you have to qualify and whatnot there so no actually so we actually do have a U.S. Open uh, in bowling as well, and that actually is the same same concept as the uh, golf U.S. Open, where you have to qualify to qualify to actually get in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, as a, as an amateur, this one in bowling, the Open Championship is for all members, whether you're a pro or not. The only difference is if you're a pro, you can't have more than I think one pro, if not two. It's either one or two. You can only have one or two pros on your team. Um, and you can't have a doubles team of two pros. I, I, so they do have some limitations when it comes to you being a pro uh, in the Open Championship. But, um, yeah, it's it's the same thing, though. You end up getting uh, this average person that wants to go bullet. 
they were more than welcome. They can bowl singles, doubles, and put a team together and bowl team. Joe can go bowl it if he wants to. Nice. So would this be three months at the Dome, or would it just be like one like weekend where they really just highlighted at the Dome? So the, if they were to have it at the Dome, um, this will be a process. I, I haven't heard anything other than we haven't gotten any word on them hosting it, it yet here. Uh, but it would actually be about an eight-month eight process with everything because a place like Las Vegas and Reno, both of them have uh, contracts with the national USBC that they will be able to host the Open Championship once every, I think they have a contract, what is it? It's like they have to host it at least once every five years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so the two of them actually have like bowling arenas. They call them like the arenas, um, especially Reno, who has a about 100 lane, 80 to 100 lane facility. Um, if you've seen the movie Kingpin, yeah, that's actually where they're bowling at. And that's where Nationals is held at when it goes to Reno. Um, so the one at the end of the movie there, that's where they're at is the, the arena in uh, Reno. So uh, you end up, what was the question? We were asking about how long the process would be. Yeah, how long yeah, would it be yeah, like yeah. set up at the so, Dome? So, yeah, so if they were to come and actually give us the Open Championship at the Dome, um the whole, whole process would probably start in, like, January or so of that year. They would come in and build. They'd have to build lanes. Yeah. Uh, so there is another place, like, uh, Baton Rouge is going to hold it here in a few years. They don't have a, a, a an arena like Vegas Arena does, so they have to go down there and physically build the lanes, which takes a couple months roughly uh, just because they have to buy everything and – and build them so that's what they would have to do here so probably from like january to february sometime they'd be building the lanes and then once they build the lanes we also have to get everything situated in that time being um with who who's going to be working where and um just all the partnering that has to be done with local uh businesses between hotels restaurants just uh, entertainment facilities, which we do have plenty of those, I feel like, here in St. Louis, uh, between casinos, the zoo, science center, whatnot. Especially downtown with Ballpark Village. Yeah, Ballpark Village is another one. Um, and then you can go to the east side if you want to, but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's for those certain adults that want to go over there. But, um, yeah, that's – that's the gist of it, um, and then the bowling itself, I guess, goes from probably March through J- July, and then there's another teardown uh, of the lanes and everything that lasts a few weeks, and then that's it. So I would say it goes from July through probably beginning of August would probably be my guess, or January through the beginning of August. I said July, didn't I? Yeah, that would be a good, good, be a good event good. for St. Louis, getting people in and That's what I'm and saying. Whatnot. That's, that's exactly why I'm I'm trying to get that process yeah. started. I, I put them in the contact. They they're gonna reach out to the people at um, what is the official name of it? It's the, the sports commission, right? Yeah, well, is that who yeah, yeah, that's who we put them in contact yeah. with. Yeah, so uh, yeah, hopefully it might be a little tough to play a little Battle Hawks football with all the lanes out there, but I think we could do it. That's the wrinkle <laughs> the XFL needs, right? Yeah. You have to play while people are bowling. 
<laughs> oh wow! I mean, hey, it's a gimmick, and I always thought the I'd watch. was kind of was kind of gimmicky, at least some of the rules. But you know, that could work. Yeah, I could make it happen. I, I think they could be running down the lane while you roll a ball. So some people might be upset that you're if, if somebody but if someone intercepts a pass to keep the ball, they have to throw a strike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There is a there is a place here in St. Louis that has that where you play bowling with football. Yeah, it's out, yeah. In Char- out in St. Charles. It, yeah, a place. I've uh, never what? Yeah, yeah. So you end up setting up the pins like normal. Okay, it's not on a bowling lane. I think you're in like a middle of a room kind of thing. But yeah, um, yeah. You set up the ten pins like normal, and then you're on the other side of the room, and you have to tr- try to try to throw the the football and knock over as many pins as you can. Like you would throw the football like normal and just try to knock down pins. So that seems like a whole lot of fun. It is. I, yeah. I've never done it, but it looks like a lot of fun. I did it in when I was up in uh, Minneapolis. That's where it was huge up there. And then this bar, it's like a pop-up bar. Trying to find a local spot here. They opened like three weeks before COVID, so they're still trying to find a spot. But it's fun. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an entertaining time, it looks like. So. Yeah, I think it would be... So right after this, we will get into some wrestling here on Crunch Time. Bowling, bowling, I can kind of chime in because I've at least bowl once a year. Wrestling, I haven't watched wrestling since I was in high school. So, did you ever watch wrestling at the Shades when you were younger, or at least old videos? Uh, no, not really. Wrestling no. never, ne- I never, I never, and I like playing the video games. That was about it. Yep. Fair so enough. Fair Raw, enough. Raw, Raw, Raw versus SmackDown. Old yeah. Time. And before that, you had like the, actually had the PlayStation at, what was it called? Attitude? Yes. Yeah. It was something like that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I had that one as well. I played that one for a long time. In my teenage years, I ended up playing, I, I, I'm not very accustomed to the, the newer games like consoles and everything but i still have uh a playstation ps2 sitting around as well um uh, at my house and probably still have the back down or smackdown versus raw games and that attitude game sitting around i know for fun but all my playstation 2 is like overheated so yeah <laughs> all right yeah and apparently he can't keep a playstation 4 controller to save his life or at least keep it working Right. I don't know what the deal is. They just start drifting. <laughs> I they're just poorly designed. <laughs> it's probably uh, like getting a new car. They probably make them a little faulty, so that way uh, they know people are gonna throw them eventually, and yeah. <laughs> they have to come back and get a new one. It's I don't throw mine. Game. I drop mine more, more or less. <laughs> well, like... well, well, and it, Luke, especially the games that we well we play hockey mostly, and yeah. that causes him to. Like, because they're, like, phantom penalty calls called on us and stuff like that. Well, I'm not that great to begin Joe with. Joe also really. is terrible. I'm not terrible. Joe has played, have... like, 4,000 career games, and he maybe has 300 career goals. <laughs> <laughs> I was I played a lot of NHL when I was in college. Uh, yeah. One of, one of my roommates had a, a Xbox, and we played NHL quite often. Um that's back yeah, that when the was, games were good. Now they're pretty yeah. trash. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, kind of like Madden. Madden came out with their trailer today. It's awful. It, it looks like the same game it has been the last ten years. <laughs> I remember there was a Madden. I think it was Madden 07, maybe. Back on PS2, there was. I, I was notorious for finding cheats on different games. I was just one of those people, but uh, I remember Madden 07 had. Uh, pretty sure there's some Seattle player was the. Uh, cover boy for that one but it was uh sean alexander yeah that's right that's right yeah he uh but there was a, a thing on there you could like unlock these cards or something that helped like you out madden ultimate team i guess i think well, that was like the first before they had it it was like yeah i remember there were cards yeah yeah so you end up unlocking these cards and then you end up uh i know one of them it increased your jumping distance by like 75 percent or something on defense and then I would turn off the offsides. Like, you couldn't run over the line ahead of time. Oh, yeah. So I would literally take one of my linebackers and loop them around that, that <laughs> outside and have that 75% ju jumping distance on and would literally, like, get around the corner and just jump and, like, try to tackle. I had so many sacks. I would have Brian Erlacher as my uh, linebacker and have him just loop around. I had, like... <laughs> Four, 14 sacks in a game or something. Jeez. Something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, all I did wow. was literally, literally loop him around, and he's already in full sprint at this point because all I did was just stand there and, like, run with him. And he couldn't go over the line, so all he did was just sit there and, like, stand and run in place <laughs> for, like, 30 seconds until they, they hit hike. And so he would literally be in full sprint already. And just I literally would round the corner, jump, and tackle the guy and, like, Two seconds so <laughs> freaking ridiculous i'm like yep um i'm taking care of this right now so uh yeah i had like 14 14 i think in one game and then they also had some super kick thing for the the field goal kicker as well where you could kick a field goal from anywhere like any <laughs> distance <laughs> so there were some times where i would literally try to set the record for the longest kick <laughs> and would literally run the kickoff back to like the one yard line, my own one yeah. yard line, run them out of bounds. And then we would start there and I'd go automatically and kick a field goal. <laughs> It'd be like a 105 yard field goal. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I got the record now, but uh, classic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you got that one. And I, had one other, one other game, uh, there's, uh, a baseball game. Actually you had MVP baseball. Mm -hmm. Back in '05, I think it was, and Manny Ramirez. I think yeah, front. yeah, yeah. I had that yeah, one. and there was a there was a cheat on there that you could literally create a player named Jacob Patterson. You had to do it in all lowercase letters, or else it didn't work. So you had to do lowercase Jacob Patterson. No matter what you did, he'd end up being a three foot five midget. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A three foot five short person, and his baseball bat looked like a one of those uh, ginormously short but fat wiffle ball bats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what his bat looked like. Okay, and his strike zone was in all red. Okay, so his, everything's like maxed out basically. And so I would create him as my my starting pitcher, <laughs> and I would I would put him. With like a hundred, whatever the max it was for the fastball, yeah, and then make the absolute slowest curveball as possible, yeah, which is like forty-eight miles an hour or something, 
<laughs> so it literally like just loop around. And so, yeah, some of the home runs you could hit with that guy were ridiculous. I, I hit like some almost 800 foot home runs. Yeah. Cause it wasn't there. Any, anything you hit basically was like full power. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't like, on that one. There was like, where you could do a home run derby in space. Was that the one? And it was like your home runs. No, would be that like was uh, 2000. That was slugfest. Yeah, Slugfest, yeah. Are you sure? I yeah, don't think I ever had Slugfest. If you, if you press yeah. buttons, like, really fast, you would turn into some Gorlock people. Like, your team, like, you'd be a Major League Baseball team, but your team would turn into, like, Gorlock monster people, huh. which would be kind of funny. Um, and then you could kick kick the ball out of the out of someone's glove and then start running. It's, yeah. It, yeah. I remember that one now. I remember, yeah. And there was another uh, one on, on the original PlayStation I don't know if it was Slugfest or something else, but there was one I remember. You could unlock some stadium that was in a living room. You were literally. Oh, no. yeah, that, I do remember. That was uh, Triple Play 99 yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Or and 2000, one of the ones. Yeah. You hit yeah. some family heirlooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like. like so. Um, I just remember that one for some reason because you literally, like, if you hit certain things, you got, like, more points or something yeah for hitting like about the picture <laughs> yeah i just remember that one for some reason they just don't make awesome. games as good as they used to no it's all kind of cheap now it's like no just give it's us all... your money yeah exactly what it is here pay 60 bucks and then pay us another 100 to 200 if you really want to enjoy the game yeah so like madden or nhl mm-hmm. yeah yep that's that's yep. sad oh man that's why i started playing tennis and that didn't work out but, uh, <laughs> uh, Joe, so, I think the best video game for you is the off position. Actually, the best the best video game for me is the show because I sh- I, I whooped your ass. So I don't recall. No, you had some goofy ass rules on where I always had a full <laughs> count and you didn't. No, okay, so they have quick counts in the show, Luke, and I yeah. didn't. I forgot to turn them off. I didn't mean to. And then Weez is like, man. I take the first strike and I, I strike out. I'm like, what the hell? How did I just strike out on the first pitch? <laughs> Fernando Tell Tatis me. always came up with two strikes and and uh, stupid, stupid codes. You got to have codes, Joe, to beat me. Yeah. That's how it is. Now we're going to talk a little bit of wrestling. There's a lot of things that are going to be happening in the St. Louis area coming up in August. And then on after that, well... I want to get to the NWA's announcement. Yeah, the National Wrestling Alliance. I didn't realize they were still doing stuff mm-hmm. until I came across NWA Power on YouTube. Yes, they were doing it on YouTube in front of, like, a small crowd. That was in Georgia, right? I believe so. Yes, yes, that was, that was in Georgia. And recently they announced a, a four-day event of wrestling coming to the Chase Park Plaza. This is the first time wrestling will be back at the Chase since 1983. Um, how do you think that's going to work, first of all, Luke? Um, I, I think it's going to be pretty, well, considering it'll probably be one of the first live events um, post-COVID, I think that'll be great, for one. Uh, two, um, I, I, I think just in general, if I... Remember correctly, they also are going to have one of the days as a all female um, event. Pay per view, yeah. So that's going to be awesome. 
Produced uh, by Mickey James, which yes. that should be interesting. That's in my notes as well. So, uh, which is great. Also, I believe her husband is also um, part of NWA. He might be the NWA champion, if I remember correctly. He was the wrestler formerly known as Magnus back in uh, TNA slash Impact uh, a while ago. Um, I believe he's champ right now. So that's awesome. The two of them were able to work work together again. Um, but you were asking me about the shows. Um, I don't have enough information about the NWA shows and what they're going to entail. But I only uh, know the two pay-per-views. The two pay-per-views? Yeah. And it's a four-day event, so I'm wondering what the other two days are. House shows? Maybe. It's a possibility. Um, yeah, either way, it's going to be pretty awesome to be bringing it back to the chase in general. So uh, that's something something my dad always liked to talk about uh, was the, the shows of the chase, wrestling at the chase. Um, it was yeah. Joe, during the break, you asked, do you remember going and watching wrestling at the chase? And you just said the last show was in 1983. How old do you think I am, Joe? <laughs> you're, you were born okay. around then, right? You were born was, around then, right? I was born in 85. So, Jeez, yes, I'm sorry. I remember. I'm so, wheeze, wheeze. Usually I give you shit and don't apologize. I will apologize for that one. That's, that's oh, bad. A, it's all right. <laughs> just do a little research, Joe. <laughs> well, hey, hey, I never asked you. Even on uh, PlayStation, we'd be playing games. I never asked you what you're, uh, when you were born. I just never thought to ask. Sorry about that. But, no, um, now Serena Deep just um, – the NWA Women's Champion just lost her title. It was like a, a long. It was like a long title reign, wasn't it, Luke? I believe so. Um, that was NWA. I don't recall how long the title reign was, but it was quite a it, good run. Yeah, I don't exactly know either in terms of how long it was, but I know it was a long run. She even um, would, you know. She would even uh, defend the title. I'm trying to get my words out. Sorry. She would even defend the title on episodes of AEW, okay. which yep. I found that to be interesting just because is that is cross format in terms of NWA and AEW. Do you think that you think cross promotion will work in that sense? I do. I, I, I like it. I like the different companies working together, honestly, between like AEW and NWA or AEW Impact. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I like it in the sense that somebody like, uh, Kenny Omega has all the titles essentially, but, um, I, I kind of like seeing different people have the titles, but, um, depending on the wrestler, like Kenny Omega, I'm fine with him having them, but it's kind of, I feel like selfish to have him holding every single title between AEW and impact and he has two other ones i think as well uh, if i'm not mistaken i think one of them is new uh new japan title yeah because he has i know there's a picture floating around that he had like one in his hand one on his waist one across his um uh, chest somewhere and then or he might have one in each hand and then he had one across his chest and one around his waist so he had four different ones i think 
Yeah, it kind of ruins ruins things when you have one champion for four different promotions and yeah. you're parading all those titles out on one show. Yeah. That just makes no sense to me. Well, it's yeah. I think over a course of four different promotions, I think it kind of uh, not necessarily not necessarily ruins it, but it, it just doesn't work as well. Um, whereas if you do one, for example, like Kurt Angle back in. I don't know what year it was in, maybe 2009, 2010 range, where he literally won all of TNA's titles just about. I know he had the world title. He was a tag team champion by himself, I believe, somehow. And then he also had, like, the X Division and one other title that they had. I think they had some TV title at the time. Um, but he had, like, all of them by himself, which was cool to kind of see that. But um, I don't know. The way I see it, though, Luke, if it, if it, I understand having a little bit of a run with all of them, but like, yeah. if it if it continues past a month or two, it just yeah. doesn't hold the same weight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think he, especially if he's not necessarily defending them very often. If it, if he defends it like once a month, then it's like okay, that's prolonging it a little little too too far. But if he's doing it like every other week, okay, maybe. That's a little different, but yeah, he's not doing a very good job of defending all of them. I feel like he's just doing like once a month. So yeah, it's it's weird seeing all those titles on one person. But um, I, speaking of AEW, I want to get to Hell in a Cell WWE side in a second. But I wanted to ask you, it was a while back, I know, but in terms of blood and guts. Did that set the industry back 20 years, or was that just somebody talking? Was that a, just a WWE official just running his mouth? What, what was... Sorry. Dropped my bottle here. Uh, what was said with that one? I, I'm trying to remember... Recall, I'm trying basically to recall said that... Basically, a WWE official came out and said, Blood and Guts set the industry back 20 years. Was it something, something to do with... It was something to do with that the the main event I, I think yeah it, it was basically you know um it was very gory you know how the wwe now is pg-13 or not yeah. you know it's pg then you have aew coming in pg-13 and they've been doing some risque things yeah but, but it, i knew going into blood and guts a, yeah. a month back that it was going to create a lot of conversation yeah which is a, i think a good thing uh, I mean, coming from somebody I grew up in the Attitude Era, we saw a lot of blood and guts to begin with, and along with a lot of other body parts. But, uh, yeah, I think I enjoy that factor of having people bleed or whatnot. Uh, but I know people nowadays don't necessarily like seeing blood on TV, at least when it comes to wrestling. Um but in my opinion, I I enjoy seeing that just because I, I grew up in that attitude setting, attitude era setting. So I'm used to seeing seeing it um, on TV when it comes to wrestling. But I don't know. It's I don't think it really set it back that far, honestly. Uh, are you shocked, Luke, that it was put on TNT in front of the entire country um, and not uh, a pay-per-view? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that wasn't in a pay-per-view setting versus just the regular 
Um, it's dynamite, right? AEW yeah, dynamite. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you would think they would have had that as a pay-per-view setting rather than just a normal weekly episode of Dynamite. But um, i not saying that WWE didn't do that back in the day either, but uh, most of their blood, blood spill was coming from pay-per-view settings, I think, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you would have thought that would have been a pay-per-view, but I guess they wanted to have everybody see it. Well, hey, I'm I'm glad I got to see it. it. It was a fun match to watch. It was it was something that, um, you know, you don't really see in wrestling circles nowadays because WWE likes to be, you know, likes to appeal to kids. When in all the reality, Luke, in my mind, the WWE has been watched by kids even when they were the WWF and it was TV 14. Kids still watched it. So why the need to change? I I never understood that. So it, it's, they even say it on a show like uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Um, I've I've been known to listen to and watch Dark Side of the Ring here and there, and I know at one point uh, they had something to do with Eric Bischoff in the end in the uh, what were they called? Uh, not NWO. It would have been around that time though, but uh, Evolution. They wound up. No, so so during, um, I guess the time of NWO back in the late. Oh, Degeneration X. Well, so where I was gonna go with that, hang on. So where I was going with it was the fact that um, I know Eric Bischoff said that WWF at the time, now WWE, was notorious for appealing to the kids. So he needed to do something different and try to promote more to the adults i guess in terms of uh how he was running the company uh with who 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 was the uh nwon what was the name of the company uh uh wcw wcw thank you i sometimes i have blanks and i just couldn't think of it so wcw uh yeah he was running wcw at the time obviously that went way downhill at one point but um, he just was trying to apply his company more towards the adults, whereas um, WWF was applying more towards the, the, the kids back in the 80s and 90s. So, anyways, I don't know where I was going with that. but Yeah, I, I don't know where... Uh... I don't know where the WWE gets off. I think they need to go back to PG or TV 14, but I want to get in real quick. I want to get into this uh, this match card. Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio. This has become a big time. I mean, big time storyline. Uh, Roman Reigns uh, throw like knocking Rey Mysterio's son out a couple times already. I can't believe his son's in wrestling now. It's crazy, but this has become really personal, Luke. Yeah, coming from somebody that had he had his son on back in the day with Eddie Guerrero and that whole feud. Um, I don't know if you recall that one. There was a feud between Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero where over the custody of Dominic. Yep. Um, I know there was a lot of controversy with that one too, but um, yeah, now it's now Dominic's actually in wrestling, which is awesome. Um, but I, I can't wait to see. 
what this match looks like. But I also think um, with this Roman Reigns match, I have a feeling there may be uh, possibly somebody showing up, whether it's either – I know there's been talk about The Rock and Roman Reigns wrestling at SummerSlam or John Cena and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. It's leaning more towards Cena than The Rock, but um, I wonder if, if that is going to happen. I wonder if John Cena is going to show up and – uh, do something in this match. But I'd love to see John Cena show up. I'm a big Cena fan, to be honest with you. Um, so, you have Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, and this is for the WWE Championship. And why is it every time I, I always see this where the WWE seems to bitch, uh, bitchify their champions? Like, anyone who's WWE Champion outside of John Cena. Has this bitch attitude. Like, I, I don't understand it, but what do you think of Bobby Lashley's champion, first of all? Uh, I guess you're asking what I think of him as a champion? Yeah. Um, I think he, I don't know. I don't know if I like the fact, I, I love the fact that he has MVP as his mouthpiece. I do like that a lot. Because <laughs> uh, he, he does need somebody to talk for him. There's just certain people that, yeah, between him and like Brock Lesnar, they both, Great wrestlers, great physical wrestlers, um, great, I think, as champions. They just can't talk worth the crap, this is my opinion. Uh, and Lashley has been notorious for that ever since he started wrestling uh, 15 years ago, whatever it was. And um, just knowing knowing that, uh, I like having MVP as his mouthpiece. But as a champion himself, uh, I think Lashley, I think he can be very dominant as, as champion. They could easily, if they worked it right, he'd be able to go for a long, long time. But uh, I don't know. Right now, I, yeah, like you said, I think he's just being kind of bitchified a little bit. And is, I don't know. I don't know if I like it or not. Yeah, I, I don't know if I like it either. Uh, Drew McIntyre, now, versus Drew McIntyre, this guy was Vince McMahon's anointed once upon, once upon a time. And, you know, it, it'd be nice to see a WWE title run with Drew McIntyre, but is it too late at this point? Uh, well, I mean, he's he's held the championship a couple times now, but it'd be, it'd be nice to have him as champion going into a live crowd, I feel like, because he didn't really have that chance. Because if you remember correctly, the first championship Drew won was after COVID had already struck, and they're in uh, arenas by themselves, basically. So it'd be nice to have a live crowd and having Drew as champion, um, which I'm leaning towards they may be doing, since it, if he loses this one, he's he's not going to be able to challenge for it again. At least I, I don't know if the stipulation of Bobby Lashley uh, being champion is a thing, but uh, I know right now, uh, yeah, if, he, if Drew loses this one, he, he can't challenge for the title again, is what they're saying. So I have a feeling they may end up having Drew as champion um, going into the live crowd setting. So it would be great to see him as champion, but I don't know. I just don't know at this time. Rhea, uh, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, Raw Women's Championship, and can they please stop giving Charlotte Flair 
Chances? I'm so tired of it. I don't care if you're Ric Flair's daughter or not. Yeah. You shouldn't be getting this many opportunities. Yeah, Woo! <laughs>Welcome back to Crunch Time. I'm here with Luke. I'm here with Weez. And Weez, I like the first edition of Joe Knows, but I feel like I did a little bit better than you anticipated. Am I wrong on that? I think you did all right. Yeah. I didn't keep score. Maybe, no, uh... but you thought, I was, knowing you, you yeah. thought I would struggle. Yeah, well, hopefully. Hopefully you don't struggle with this week. This week sports terms right yeah i'm gonna give you three terms i got 10 of them you tell me what sport it is all right all right cool is that easy enough yeah all right i'm gonna start you off with a very easy one frame line and spare uh bowling there you go one for one all right gonna get harder from here for there's like a ding 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 in the background too so that actually worked <laughs> all right hack hog line and house and luke if he can't get it feel free if you want to take a guess too i i'm stuck on this one come on luke. it was something something in the house i i, I missed yeah. the first hack one. hog line and house bowling no Close to bowling in a way. Uh, horseshoes. No, it's bowling on ice, curling. Oh, curling. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right. Ruck, scrum, and knock on. Oh, I know this one. I'll give you 10 seconds. Rugby? Rugby is correct. Another easy one here. Nutmeg, goal, and striker. Goal. Soccer? Yeah, I'm not giving you that one. Luke gets that one. I, hey, hey, I've never heard of nutmeg, though. Really? You've never been Nut- nutmeg? No. That's where you like Ew. dribble the ball between the guy's legs. Oh, nutmeg. Okay. okay. I didn't know that was the term for it. but I, I, I think that's that. where it comes from. But, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. You, you dribble like. this stuff, man. Come on. For yeah. sure. <laughs> okay, baseline, looper, and plate. Baseball. What are you kidding me, dude? It's actually softball. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always thought baseball and softball were somewhat the same sport. They are. Because, I'll give you baseball. Yeah. Well, the looper is a softball pitch. Yeah. It's a little... Rise ball is, too. Yeah. It's like an ethos pitch, but not... All right. Southball, slider, and mound. Baseball. Yeah, there you go. Your favorite sport determined last week. Jab, peekaboo, and long count. Boxing? Yeah. Uh, this one you better get. Slashing, hooking, and boarding. Hockey? Yeah, and that's uh, what Joe calls like a first period on NHL. He'll take one of all those penalties. Just because he doesn't no, know how to no, skate. He just no, aimlessly no. skates around the ice. <laughs> <laughs> and he ends up getting a slashing, boarding, and tripping. Actually, actually, isn't that Nin? I mean, for wow. all the penalty minutes he Way had, to just call out something not even on here. <laughs> all right, no, Joe, you're up to four. five. All right. To get more than 50%, you need these last two. 
So we have a hooker, prop, and flink. I'm stumped. Luke, do you know at all? Do you have any idea? I just heard flank. What were the first two? Hooker, prop. Football. No. Close. It's rugby again. Oh, I, I had a feeling it was. I, yeah. I thought since we had it already that <laughs> I know. it wouldn't count. I was going to say. I've just be... pulled these off the internet. These aren't. I didn't write these. I just pulled these off. I found 10. And here we go. Last one, Joe, to prove if Joe knows or Joe doesn't know. I think. Next time we're gonna have to have like some kind of like award and punishment. Like if you don't get it right, you got to do live karaoke or something, right? If you don't know, how would that be a punishment? How about this? How about this? I got a good punishment. Yeah. Joe has to to drink two full beers. (laughs) (laughs) On air. On air. We'll do that like as a video. You chugging beers on the Facebook page. There we go. All right, here we go for two beers and a hangover for four days for Joe. Googly, Bale, and Chinaman. Oh, oh shit. Um, I feel like this is a... Uh... Oh, man. Give the options one more time. Or the yes. Three things. It is... Googly, Bale, and Chinaman. I'm going to go with the weirdest answer ever when i'm gonna go water polo uh, how, how how off was i is it something horse related it is not horse related oh, okay uh let me get a guess in here i'm gonna guess uh uh pole vaulting no it's baseball's cousin let's put it that way cricket cricket is correct the old Ooh. wicked googly I actually played cr- cricket a few times. It's kind of fun. Is it? Are you yeah. any good? I was. I so I, I bowled. That's what they call like the pitcher. Yeah. And uh, I was actually playing against people from England. They were talking trash on baseball and like, like you guys, you Americans won't be good. And so the guy was up that was talking the most trash. So I bowled. I like had the version of striking him out where he swung, missed, and knocked off the wickets. Which is like the out, and he swung and broke his toe because I overpowered overpowered him with my throw. So America, USA, USA. On a side note, there's a weird game bowling wise. There's one place in St. Charles that has it. It's called Cocked Hat Bowling. We have to play this sometime. It's a good. It's in a bar. So you know Joe's going to love it. <laughs> so you end up uh, going in the bar, in the main door, okay, the front door. And if you want to go to the cocktail bowling, you have to go down this little spirally staircase to get down into the basement, which was, they have two lanes. They have videos of it if you want to research it on YouTube. Just put in cocktail bowling, and it's pretty cool looking. It's three pins. You use like a, uh, a shot put ball, I describe it as. But it's like the... Uh, the bowling balls that they use for uh, candlestick, basically. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's a different game. The high score you can get is 90. Like, that's that's where the scoring is different. So, you, you get a max of 90 for your whole game. 
uh, where versus like 300. So the perfect game in, in Cocktad is 90. That's what I'm trying to say. It's really cool looking. Yeah, well, but, I'll look that up. Maybe yeah. that'll be a, a, a video aspect of this show. Oh, oh I, I have a – so at that second house in Springfield, speaking of which, they have this bowling game. It's like skee-ball. It's called, it's called Lane, Lane Master. Yeah. You've heard of it? I've heard of it, yeah. So, like, when you get a strike, it gives you, like, a lane full of 100 pins. And that adds on to your strike. However many pins you get on that is equal, or that adds to your strike. And there's only three frames. And my best score is, I believe, like 320. Jeez, Joe, how many handicaps do you need? Bonus pins, 46, one and a half beers. Hey, hey, I made money, so I don't care. Okay, so shut the hell up. I made money. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm, I, I, I will say this about bowling. Ever since high school, I have this threshold. I've always bowled over 100, and in golf, I've always shot under 100. Ever since high school, I have hit that. So I came close the last time I bowled to getting like a 98, but I pulled up two strikes in a row to bump me up to like 116. So I felt good. <laughs> so, yeah, it is what it is. I'll be probably bowling a few nine pins coming up here. But Luke, have you ever had a perfect game? I have four of them. Wow. I had two of them this past season, so that was nice. I doubled doubled it in about <coughs> five months or so. So I had one in, like, late August, and then I had another one back in, like, March sometime. So Nice. So I have four. I, I My philosophy, yeah, like, I just grabbed, like, a 12-pound ball, and I, like, Jason Mott it right down the middle. And <laughs> just like Jason Mott, it doesn't always go right down the middle sometimes, so. That's how I describe my bowling. You know, you know who else doesn't tend to go down the middle? Who's that? Joe. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that, but he definitely does not go down the middle. That's for no. Sure. Um, I think our other co-host is even more more wobbly when it comes to down the middle or not. Yeah, that's true. Is so let's not go there until he's on. Joe, what what's up with this shirt that says peanut butter on it? All right, so. I um I had a nickname at bowling. It was it was LJBP. It was Little Joey Buttplug. I'm not I'm not kidding. Just let, let me finish the story before you start laughing hysterically, okay? All right. You had me so, a buttplug. Yeah, and then it turned into somehow peanut butter buttplug. And then it just turned into peanut butter. Just I guess so they can say it in public without people like what the hell. I are guess you it's doing? better than turning into butt plug. Just butt plug. Yeah, I right? know, but 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 there was peanut butter. Bitch. You could go so many different ways though. Like. <laughs> I know, right? Like I know. you and the dog. Uh. <laughs> but all right, oh, BP. Man. Yeah. So. So yeah. P B B P. I've had to, I had to tell my teammate I had no idea who she well no she, I know her now she's pretty cool, but I had to tell her at bowling when I barely knew her she's like why is it peanut butter, and I just had my friends explain it because I'm not I'm not one to get in trouble for something that was she I cute explain. Joe? Ah, yeah she's pretty then cute. Just be honest be like butt plug I baby. Married. I bet she's married. Joe, Joe only she is. Married. I'm not. Hey, I wouldn't flirting with her, but she oh. was cool. That's all I said. Joe instantly fell in love. <laughs> I did get a number down there, however, so 
So what you're was gonna his name? Need to cheat Bye, <laughs> no, apparently my boyfriend's name is Miguel from everything Wait, that my bowling friends. No, my bowling friends. They they like to give me crap all the time, and they actually name my. I don't know. It, it's weird. You have to you have to come out, Weez, and meet some of my bowling family because I get all of the crap I am saying on here. I get from them. I don't know if I want to hang out with butt plug and and in person. That's just the scene I try to avoid. What other things do you have out there? <laughs> I feel like I feel like butt plug might be the PG name. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, I'll be honest with you. Until I told you on until I wrote you and Frankie on Snapchat, I didn't know how you guys were gonna take that story. <laughs> when I said it, I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna be like, what the hell? Well, with that. I, I, I was kind of like, what the hell is this? With that nickname, Joe, there's definite new po- like sponsor avenues. You know, we have Jiffy, Crunch, Peter Pan, and then we have the whole butt plug line that and, we can pursue. And, and in some weird ways, Dr. John's. What? It, oh, is that the sex story? Yep. <laughs> butt plug is a frequent member. <laughs> Joe's going to have his own butt plug line. They're all going to taste like peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This is this is went off the rails, but I don't even care. I think that's crunchy, crunch time, peanut butter. Actually, Frankie came up with a, a voiceover, and he basically, I'll have to play it for you, Ease, if I can get it off Snapchat. It's basically, he goes, it's time for the peanut butter show. Yeah, we'll pass on that. (laughs) Joe, what are you looking forward to this weekend? It's a big weekend of sports. A big weekend of sports. I mean, you got the U.S. Open Golf Championship this weekend. You have have the Cardinals in Atlanta. The Atlanta Braves seem like they, they haven't gotten out of their own way yet. So hopefully the Cardinals can take advantage of this week's schedule they have coming up. Um, I may go to a bowling alley tomorrow and, you know, because my friends bowl a nine pin up at Concord. They do these summer nine pins up at Concord, Wees. And if you bowl, like, a certain amount, you get, uh, like, entry, like, you qualify for the big one, the big nine pin. And um, there's a lot of money in pots you can win, like, Hundred dollar pots, hundred fifty dollar pots, some uh, some year. even more. How about right, this? Luke? Last year, yeah, last year I was gonna say uh, I was bowling them, and I I think I did the last month or uh, the last four or five of them. Wound up uh, one week, we ended up getting two strike pots the last game, so that was a hundred dollars a piece for those two, and then we somehow got our ticket drawn for the the uh, what do we call it? The major. It's like the Super pot. There we go. Uh, you got the super pot at the end of the night before you go into the cashier's round. And that one, it's a different ticket. We got our ticket drawn for that one. The first strike was worth like 800 and something dollars. Jeez. They, and they had me throw it. So I'm like, oh, crap. Okay. So I literally, and and it's, you have to draw your lane for that one as well. Like they have a, like these balls that you, you draw a lane assignment for. And because if the first strike is worth like eight something, then it goes up to like sixteen hundred or something, and then the third one's worth something else if you choose to go on. So if you get the first one, you can call it quits. 
like after after that one, which is what I ended up doing. I ended up getting up there, dead nutting the shot. I was so nervous that I just I literally put my ball down for like five seconds, and I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna go." Sorry, uh, screw it. I'm just gonna go, grab my ball, and get set and go. I struck. I'm like, "We're done. We're we're done. We're taking our 870 bucks or whatever it was." Yeah. Call it quits. So. And nine pin, you only have to get nine for a strike. Is that is that true? Yeah. So nine pin, nine equals a strike. A strike means a strike. But when it comes to the strike pots, you have to get so a strike. Yeah, well, so the strike pots. So that's where it's a little weird. So it depends on the super pot. You have to get a strike. You have to get a national natural. A one. natural strike, and yeah. and the nine. If you get a nine count, you get half the amount of money. Like that's yeah. in that pot. Yeah. And so the rest will carry over. Or a natural will get you the full pot. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm going to be great at nine pin. Yeah. I get nine pins all the time. You would, you would love it. <laughs> yeah. and, and not to mention, Weez, uh, you'll probably give me crap for this one too, but I automatically get three strikes. What? Why do yes. you get all these handicaps? I don't know, dude. I guess Hang having on. a low average. Have, have you not talked to Joe? Weez? Well, no, I'm aware, but like... <laughs> How are you still losing with all these handicaps? That's the more important question. I've made money in nine, at nine pins, but not, okay. I haven't cashed. But I've I've basically yeah, I've, made money in strike pots. That's the whole purpose of handicap is to uh, give people a chance, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. same in golf. My handicap goes up and down. <laughs> so is it higher the handicap, the uh, better it is? Or the you want a low. You want to oh, be. Yeah. Like a zero, a scrap. Actually, you can have a negative handicap if you're that good. Yeah, that's like being golden tee. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do have a negative handicap. Yeah. Now. How good are you in golden tee, Weez? I'm pretty good. I'm better at big buck hunter now that I have a big buck hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my handicap. I, I think my average. I'm at like 12 under or something, or 10 under, roughly, for golden tee. I, I think I'm at my average score is like 10 under. Yeah. My handicap on the PGA 2K on PlayStation is like a minus 18. So <laughs> that was me with the Tiger Woods game on PS2. Yeah, there there for... should be a a video where me and you play around a golf, and we'll see how bad I am or how good I've gotten. Joe needs like 30 strokes and <laughs> all this to, stuff. I mean, take him to Top Golf. I would like to see him hit a ball at Top Golf. That's one of the like things we've talked about videos like driving range, top golf, competition between him and his other friend that sounds like he's terrible at golf. So, are we talking about Frankie? Frankie? No, we're talking about Matthew Fisher, who will love the fact that his name is on Crunch Time. <laughs> yeah, um, but no. I, thanks for. Thanks for uh, coming on, Luke. This is going to be a fun ride. Hopefully, yeah, you is. hopefully you agree with that. Um, anything you want to add before we get out of here? Uh, just that, unlike Joe, I do not need as many handicaps and a lot more beer. So, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I have to have at least six or seven before my game is even like on point. <laughs> like I get better, you know, but then you gotta you gotta slow down when you get there so you don't go over the threshold. You gotta pace it out just right so you're drinking at the same pace. Yeah. Give me give me about three or four beers and then I, I definitely feel it. Yeah. And I'll I'll talk more. So if you get me drinking, I actually talk more. It's really weird. <laughs> well. So. 
Yeah, I'm just weird like that. But hey, at least you said it. We didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm weird. I'm weird. I don't know if I'm on Joe Hamilton weird, but I'm I'm there. No, I mean everybody's weird in their own ways. I mean, Weez is kind of oh. weird too, but that's I, I unnecessary. That's... Why do you keep taking shots at me? <laughs> what have I done? It's been weird here. How about this one? How about this one? I don't think the three of us are the weirdest of the crew. I'm pretty sure the weirdest one is not here. Oh, oh yeah. No, it's definitely yeah. the weirdest. I would agree with that. Great. I'm glad. Glad I. <laughs> this will be the normal one. All right. We'll see. <laughs> but no, thank. Uh, Thank you, uh, thank you guys for listening, and thank you guys for being around. I know listening to me talk is boring, especially you two. But no, thanks for hanging around as long as you did. As you did. Joe, you shouldn't end the podcast by saying, I know this show's boring, but you should... No, no, uh... no, no, no. I'm talking for you guys. You guys might think it's boring. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of fans out there love my voice, but you guys may think I'm boring as hell. Wow, look at the cockiness coming through here now. Butt plug is growing. <laughs> Don't choke on. Don't choke on your peanut butter. <laughs>